Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sucherat. 646-825-5877-615-1500. Paul, go ahead. Hey, Joe. Hi. I... I put some of the blame on these instances happening on the media because they're in such a rush to name whoever the perp is. And a lot of these guys go back and look at, oh, look how famous this guy is for killing all these people, and they want to be famous too. If they were to never name the perp, you'd cut down a lot of this because then they'd realize they're not going to get famous by it. The other point I wanted to make is schools, Guns in schools is nothing new. School shootings is nothing new. You know, I found a database online that listed all the instances from 1900 through today, and there's hundreds of instances of people being killed in a, in a school. Uh, not, not to the extent we've seen over the last 20 years. The most famous prior to 1999 was an irate taxpayer in Michigan who blew up a school. Right. And the last thing you're, you were talking about when was the end of the moral ethical, and to me it was when the Supreme Court ruled on Roe versus Wade because all of a sudden there's no value on life and you have an entire multiple generations of people who are raised up without value being placed in life because anybody's able to kill anybody before they're born. Mm-hmm. So not to get into an abortion debate because no. that's not what this is, but no. that is, in my view, that is when this things really start going downhill. All right, thank you. Mike? Hi, Joe. Hi. I, um, you may recall I'm the fellow who had the 37 Ford that got shot at. Yeah, in the corner of Hamlin University. You showed me the bullet holes. Yeah, you remember the article you wrote about the fact that I, I could not believe that in this day and age, you couldn't just go and be respectful and mind your own business and others would mind theirs. I do. That was, that was moral clarity. Right. Moral clarity got that girl killed in, what was that, 90s, in the 90s? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to know if there's a statistic out there that shows the school shootings, the age of the, uh, per, uh, <laughs> of the criminal. Mm-hmm. Um, because I got to believe it's always, more often than not, like generation, high school kids, or you know what I mean, younger kids, who are growing up in this lack of generational clarity. And the other day, if I, what would happen if you and I had bumped somebody's car in a parking lot? Well, I. What would we do? To this day, uh, I'm going to take responsibility for it. It's my fault. Exactly. You'd leave a note on the car saying, here's my name and number. I hit your car. Please give me a call and I'll square up with you. Mm hmm. I was sitting in the car at the high school parking lot of my daughter's waiting for her to get out, and this kid comes in with a a Cadillac Escalade and runs right into the side of my car. Mm -hmm. Now, he got out and was walking towards the hockey rink like nothing happened. He didn't realize I was in the car. Mm -hmm. 
I jumped out of the car and I said, hey, wait a second. No, this isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. You you get over here. And he came over and said, here's my dad's number. He'll take care of it for me. Mm-hmm. And it's I really truly believe it is a generational thing that's been lost, I would even say, since he got into video games becoming prevalent. All right, thank you. Yes. People want to blame it on, uh, I've heard, uh, entertainment. Uh, people want to blame it on video games. Uh, I would say this, that the d- decline in moral or ethical entertainment or the increase in violent video games, for example, are, are not, those are, those are symptoms of the bottom having fallen out. I, I think I know at the top, I know what's at the top of the pyramid. What's at the top? It's parental involvement. The, the, I'm getting there. You're right. Okay. You you wondered how this can be fixed. Let me let me get back to the woman who. Uh, it's such a stunning photograph of this handsome woman uh, who was waiting for news of her child at Parkland in Parkland, Florida. And I knew that that uh, the ashes would jump out at you. Mm-hmm. They it jumped out at me, and of course the repentant. Uh, That's the first thing I saw when I saw her yesterday on the news, and then to be captured. I never saw her until this photograph in the paper. Okay, which everyone in the country, if they still look at a paper, and that's declining. Don't get me going there. <laughs> right, it's a different show. Everyone's going to see it. Uh, the the sentiment there is uh, ashes to ashes. You'll you will return to dust. Uh, no, not the hour. All right. Uh, that's a reasonable sentiment. If you're 85, I don't, I'm not buying it. No, not the hour. If you're a sophomore and you're trying to understand Shakespeare's Macbeth. Right. No, no. But that, that cross on her forehead is so pronounced. Usually they get smudged. Uh, or uh, someone as attractive as this woman might be might have removed it. She didn't. That's true. Especially throughout this chaos of hugs and oh my gosh. Uh, I, I find it a powerful... Uh, I, I'm not going to go so far as to say I think she was put there. Uh, no. That'd I, be a bad deal for her. Why would she have to be right. the one who might have lost a child in order for this symbol to be exposed to the public? So I won't... I, I'm not of that mind that she was put there on purpose. Right. Right, I can't. I can't. No, get, that, um, I, that would not I can't be. get there. No, but I can uh, get to the point where I think uh, that is an extraordinarily sobering photograph that tells in uh, in one photo better than a thousand words uh, where we are on the decline of moral and ethical clarity. And I, I don't know what her fate is. And I know our fate is to die. We all, we all will. Right. Uh, but I don't think that's what the maker had in mind. Hey, hey, be ready. You know, get get your ashes because you know your kid could get shot in school tomorrow. I don't think that was part of the program. As I say, I find it a terribly reasonable sentiment if you're about ninety. Okay. Right. I'm not finding it a reasonable sentiment when you're fifteen.
how can this be turned around? Well, the mystery has to be fought at every occasion. The, the mystery has to be challenged because the mystery is wrong. The attempt to bring about a purely secular society and everything else the mystery's been involved in is wrong. What question do I always ask when we have fun with the Freedom From Religion Foundation people piling into their 1959 Pontiac hearse and racing to the scene of a religious insult? What question raise, do I always do ask? Do I have to raise my hand? No, you're the, the only one in class me. right okay. now. Yeah. Um, um, what good what is that? Yeah. can come of us uh, doing something here? Well, uh, how has that improved the world? Right. The most recent example, uh, they, they raced out to Hobbs, New Mexico, uh, because they were terribly upset that hymns were being sung in a public school uh, for an MLK Day celebration. What? How? How did that possibly see? Because every group here now I'm getting there. Every group believes their ideology to be of such that it will improve the world, but theirs doesn't. Theirs doesn't. And I can't hang school shootings on the FFLRFF or whatever the hell they are right. down in Madison. But they're a part of it. They're a they're a part of the of the bottom having fallen out of any moral, ethical, and God fearing clarity. They're a part of it. But oh, the the whole mystery is a part of it. They're a, okay. But what you talked about earlier, they're a major player in it. They're a big player well, in the mystery. They, what are they? They're not only trying to remove religion. What they're trying to remove is bigger than that, and that's, is it the moral clear? I mean... And, and I told you this before. Where the mystery must logically go is to undo the Constitution of the United States. That's that's the only logical end game they have, and they must be challenged. They must be fought. I'm getting a little off track because uh, I, I, I'm, I'm willing to take a crack at answering how this can be thwarted, how, how this can be turned around. And, uh, uh, well, not right now. Damn, this clock moves too fast. Uh, just a minute. We're going to be back shortly. you learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. play off something Downing wrote me. You'll note that the conversation in the country today is is completely the wrong one. It, no one. No one is getting to the bottom of this, which is, again, we've lost that moral and ethical foundation. It's gone. It's not that, oh boy, we're about five years away from losing it or 10, 15. No, it's gone. It's done. So here, here's what you're hearing in the conversation today. From the right, uh, you're hearing, no, I'll start with the left. From the left, you're hearing, well, we need more gun control, right? So they're, that several times. So yes. they're missing the point. Right. And from the right, you hear, oh, no, all we need is more uh, uh, security presence in the schools, even if we have to include the military. Could not so, have stopped that. So they're completely missing the point because what do both positions do? 
What do both positions do? If the left says, "Oh, it's just uh, if it's it's just a matter of gun control. If we could only get these guns away," and the right is saying, "No, it's a matter of security. If we only had more cops and maybe even the National Guard patrol schools, we wouldn't have this problem." In both cases, what are they doing? Asking for money. They're normalizing the fact oh. that we're going to have school shooters. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Right? Yeah. We're lying they're saying, that, yeah, they're, you're saying right. they're saying this is the new normal. What well then what they're really saying wow. is what they're really saying is the we whether they consciously know it or not, and they're basically they don't know it, but what they're saying is we accept the fact that the bottom has fallen out of our moral and ethical clarity. And therefore, uh, school shooters are going to become normal. And the left would solve it by no more guns, which won't solve it. And the right would solve it by more military presence or police presence in the schools. That won't solve it. That it's not the problem. You can take all the guns in, and melt them all down using the giant super magnet theory. Get every one. That ain't going to solve the problem. That's not the problem. The problem is... The problem is we don't have enough people in positions of authority to identify what the problem is. Uh, We can begin, this culture can begin to win back and put in place a foundation by parents making sure that they introduce to their children a religious component in their upbringing. I'm not saying you got to wear a hair shirt or dance up and down with a tambourine or any of that other nonsense. I'm saying that parents have an obligation to instill in their children the realization that they are answerable, answerable, to authorities higher than that than those that they're aware of. As an aside, I don't care if I get in trouble for this because uh, I don't think I'm going to say anything that untoward. But how come no school shooters are black? Unfortunately, black kids are shooting each other, but I'm unaware of a black it's... school shooter. I think black parents, when they're intact, when their families are intact, uh, do a very sound job of introducing a religious component to their children's lives. Yeah, I think they make church fun, too. And I think many, well, many white parents do. The key, the key ideally, would be uh, the parents intact, and B, well, even if they're not, uh, the parent or parents uh, can easily, easily introduce to that child a component of life that has that child acknowledging that they are answerable to to uh, to a faith that is bigger than them. They are not answerable to who they see on TV. They are not answerable to who they see in movies. They are not answerable to uh, uh, characters they play on video games. They're not. They're answerable ultimately to a much higher source. And when that component is present, then the foundation will start to get rebuilt. But the mystery, the mystery is doing its best to make sure that that component is not introduced. The mystery is making sure the, to alleviate people from that responsibility. The mystery would love <clears throat> would love nothing more 
than to have that component completely wiped off the map. Because once that's wiped off the map, along with everything else, the mystery will win by undoing the constitution of the country and bringing about a vast collective in which misery will be shared equally. That's the mystery. That's really bringing us down. Unfortunately. Well, what, well, the, hell else, Monsieur, what but, the hell else is there? Okay. But I've got a lot of uh, lefty friends yeah. that I've uh, known, lived uh, by, and, and been friends with forever. Yep. Why don't they see it that way? Well, but you're uh, lefty. Are you, are you, you're, some... you know what? You can be a lefty and, and be a decent human being. I mean, but, the, but lefty, they... the, the lefty friends that you have have probably introduced that dynamic to, their, to the upbringing of their children. Am I right? Uh, yeah, I'd say most okay. of them. I okay. know a couple of atheists and so forth, but uh, however, well, what, but here, they're here's, not. Here's, a, here's the atheist answer. Because uh, i got a buddy who's an atheist. I expl- I've explored this with him numerous times. I say, well, where do you think moral and ethical clarity comes from? Who do you think? Who do you think is the source of moral and ethical integrity? And his answer, his answer is, and I would imagine it's the answer of many atheists. His answer is survival of the fittest. That that humans have evolved over the years, uh, realizing that the only way they can live and and sustain their lives and, and procreate is by behaving. They don't acknowledge that moral and ethical clarity can also be a dynamic for a much higher source. They think it's survival of the fittest. I don't. I personally don't. I think a faith component is crucial to the upbringing of children. Mm. Crucial. Without it, what chance does the kid have? Without it, what chance does the kid have to have a fully developed moral and ethical integrity? No chance. No chance. Uh, you can still be nice. Yeah, you, uh, you know, and you might be close, but to have that full effect. Because because the religious component in and of itself constitutes the governor you must have on your behavior. And we're witnessing, given that the bottom has fallen out, we're witnessing. And I didn't think this until yesterday. Hmm. We're witnessing the fact that without a governor, you'll do anything. If you don't believe in something, you'll believe in anything, including the power of your own actions. So therefore, I don't care if I shoot these 15 people. I was I had a slight in my life. I was wronged. Mm. There, there, there was no governor in that kid's life. Yeah, that's right. There's no governor in the lives of any school <laughs> shooters. None. So uh, is it break time already? Yeah, and uh, you don't have much show left, so let's... Uh, yeah, but I'm not done yet. Well, you got some more time. Yeah. It's like you don't come to Johnny's newscast. Now I just lost uh, Garage Logic segment number eight. I double-clicked you and got it became Garage Logic fingers, segment man. number four. Oh, did you? I'll get it back here. Uh, just like you were going to get me back a steam? I already did. Where is it? College on the right's in yellow. Or on left, sorry. Left about midway down. Uh, yeah, I got it. blue. Yeah. It's not yellow. Got it. Okay. Here's John Height. Here we go. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Okay, bro. 
Partly cloudy, 36 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, and downtown Duluth. Wild in action tonight. They're at home. They have a game against Washington at the Excel Energy Center. The Wolves playing at home tonight also. They'll play the Lakers. Tonight is the night the late Flip Saunders will be honored, uh, honored at the Target Center. Uh, Kyle Gibson in Twins News has lost his arbitration case. Gibson wanted $4.55 million for the upcoming season. Twins offered $4.2 million. The arbitrator ruled in favor of the team. News notes from today, former Democratic state lawmaker Joe Radinovich is entering the race for Representative Rick Nolan's seat in the Congress. Nolan announced last week he wouldn't run for a fourth term representing Minnesota's 8th Congressional District. Radinovich announced his campaign this morning. He served one term in the State House, currently works as Chief of Staff to Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry. He managed Nolan's 2016 campaign. Former FBI counterterrorism analyst and Democrat Leah Pfeiffer was already in the race before Nolan dropped out. Rodinovich also joins North Branch Mayor Kirsten Hagen-Kennedy in the race. St. Louis County Commissioner Pete Stauber is the only Republican running so far. Others still have time to join, of course. A 21-year-old man has been charged in connection to a shooting during a marijuana deal Monday night outside a South St. Paul home. The victim, identified by police as Lane McCoy, told investigators he, in his words, stupidly took his dad's gun when he went to pick up the pot in an attempt to rob the dealer because he didn't have any money. This all according to the police complaint. But he really, 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 really wanted to get high. <laughs> he told police when he got to the Can't home. He scrape up enough dough for a six pack? I mean, right? Come maybe on. a little small Come fatty on. or something like Come that. On. He told police uh, that he, uh, when he arrived at the home, he pointed the gun at the alleged dealer, told him to put the marijuana in a bag. The victim says he then made off with 12 ounces of marijuana. However, according wait, wait only yeah, 12 ounces? Only 12 ounces, yeah. As he left, the complaint says the seller, Pierre Ramon Mack, followed him out and shot him as the victim ran toward the vehicle in which he had arrived in. Boy, who do you root for in this story? Well, yeah, right. Yes, Rook and I had a conversation about this earlier. That's <laughs> right. what I said. Who in the hell am I rooting for? Right. <laughs> they shoot him in the back? Uh, he says, uh, this McCoy fella, he says the other fella turned around, or Max says, I'm sorry, that the other fella turned around and pointed his gun at him, so that's when he fired. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mac, he's the dealer, told investigators he has a permit to carry. That hasn't been confirmed yet. But he doesn't Almost. have a permit to deal, though, all right? All right. He's got the deal going. Mac said he thought he was the Did only he one. Did kill the guy? Nope. Okay. Nope. Nope. We can laugh then. We can yeah. continue There's some light maiming. Max. <laughs> Mac's mother was also in the home at the time of the deal, though she retreated upstairs during the incident and said she didn't see anything happen. Smart Ma mom. I'm going to run upstairs for about a half an while hour. While you two are shooting each other, i got to watch. Back's <laughs> yeah. right. on, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mac, now he's the dealer, was arrested with $4,250 on him. In executing a search warrant of the vehicle that took McCoy to the hospital, police found his firearm, a backpack with a large plastic baggie of marijuana, and a boot with two rounds of ammunition in it. Police found nine spent casings on the sidewalk outside Mac's home. Mac, he's the dealer. He's the dealer. Has been charged with one count of second-degree assault, one count of reckless discharge of a <laughs> firearm, and one count of attempted controlled substance crime, all felonies. What about the other guy? He was not charged. That's hard he to He was just charged with being stupid, and his dad's really upset with him. Uh, I'm glad you said that because that was my question to Rook when right. I walked in to ask him about the story. I said, uh, who, where do our sensibilities lie, and why isn't the other guy charged? Right. Since I, it was, I was confused. Since it was so close to Valentine's Day, did the dealer have the marijuana in the little shape of a heart, you <laughs> yeah. know, kind of pressed in the, <laughs> the little, little bag? red box. <laughs> <laughs> For the one you love to get high with. 
A key Republican senator says he'll meet with other senators to talk guns. Senator Chuck Grassley said today he plans to sit down with Senators Dianne Feinstein and John Cornyn. To You're dis- having the wrong conversation, you morons. To discuss what sort of agreement we can reach on legislation, he said in response to gun violence. Uh, during a Senate Judiciary Committee meeting to consider nominations and sentencing reform, Grassley, the panel's chairman, spoke about the shooting yesterday in Florida. He said the three of us are going to sit down and talk about this. Grassley said he had discussed a meeting among the three of them with Cornyn earlier this week before the tragedy that unfolded in Florida. He said in addition to the common denominator of guns, mental illness, also an issue that has to be addressed. The left is wrong and the right is wrong. They're both, got, they're both attempting to normalize this. Steve Bannon told the House Intelligence Committee he had been instructed by the White House to invoke executive privilege on behalf of President Trump, declining to answer a wide array of key questions pertinent to the Russia investigation and prompting lawmakers to think about holding him in contempt. GOP Representative Mike Conaway and Democratic Representative Adam Schiff said the only questions that Bannon would answer were 25 that had been authorized by the White House. The president's former chief strategist answered no to all of them, they said. The committee is thinking about holding him in contempt. Conaway said he hasn't spoken to House Speaker Paul Ryan yet, but he'll meet with him about what next steps will be taken. The questions he avoided it covered a range of topics about what happened after the 2016 campaign season. White House sent a letter to Capitol Hill laying out its explanation for why the president's transition period falls under its authority to assert executive privilege, a move intended to shield Bannon from answering questions about that time frame. The flu vaccine is not doing a good job protecting older Americans and others against the strain of the virus that's causing most of the illnesses this season. Preliminary figures released this morning suggest the vaccine is 36% effective overall in preventing flu illnesses severe enough to send a patient to the doctor's office. There's only been one other time in the last decade when the flu vaccine did a worse job. It appears to be somewhat more helpful, though, for children. The estimates published by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Show the vaccine reduces illnesses by 59% among kids ages 6 months to 8 years old. Most illnesses this winter have been caused by a kind of flu called type A, H3N2. The vaccine was only wow. vaccine only 25% effective against that type, more effective against influenza B and an H1N1 strain, but those viruses are less prevalent this year. Experts say the vaccine's poor performance is one reason why the U.S. has been suffering such an intense and deadly flu season. At least 63 children have died of flu nationwide so far this year. Nevertheless, health officials say getting the flu shot is still worthwhile. Dr. Ann Shuchat, the acting director of the CDC, said some protection is better than none. The CDC recommends everyone six months of age and older get the flu shot to help reduce the chance of any illness. It can also lessen the severity of symptoms if you do happen to end up with the flu. Next door in North Dakota, Republican Representative Kevin Kramer plans to announce tomorrow he will run for the Senate against Democratic incumbent Heidi Heitkamp. That reverses an earlier decision to seek re-election in the House. A Facebook invitation went out today for a Kramer for Senate announcement and rally in Bismarck. Republicans had been pressuring him nationally to reconsider his decision to stay put in the House. With Democrats fighting hard to seize control of the House this fall, Republicans ought to hold on to their narrow majority in the Senate. That's now at 51 to 49. Heitkamp, a Democrat in a deep red state that went overwhelmingly for Trump in 2016, is thought to be one of the most vulnerable senators this cycle. But until now, Republicans had failed to recruit Kramer to run against her. Kramer is a Trump ally acknowledged earlier this week. He was being pushed to reconsider by forces both in Washington and in North Dakota. Among those uh, reportedly applying pressure? the president himself.
The congressman said at the time he was taking the calls under consideration and now, according to these sources, says he will run against Heitkamp. Former GOP presidential candidate Mitt Romney canceled his announcement today. He had, was going to announce that he was going to run for the Senate. Uh, he canceled it because of the shooting in South Florida. Uh, Romney had been expected to announce this afternoon he's running for the U.S. Senate in Utah. Sources had confirmed that announcement, according to those same sources, will now come later. And a New Jersey sheriff's officer has lost her job because she previously appeared in bondage films as a dominatrix. I'll be damned. Hmm. Hudson County Sheriff oh. Frank Shilari told the Jersey Journal a hearing officer made the decision to fire Kristen Hyman on Wednesday, and he agrees with that decision. After he did much research on the subject, yes. The department suspended her six days before her academy graduation last year, saying she failed to disclose that she appeared in the films and sometimes saw clients privately for cash I can stuck <laughs> in a pair of handcuffs. Must have been good at it, huh? <laughs> is, is the weather next? I think so. We gotta cool down here. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Dave Dahl's Garage Logic forecast is brought to you by the fine folks at Metafast. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're down to 35 degrees after hitting a high of 37 earlier. Temps are going to drop tonight all the way down to zero by tomorrow morning. Wind chills of 10 to 20 below zero. So definite changes in the air. A uh, few little flurries coming along with that colder air right now. They're mainly in the eastern part of South Dakota and far western Minnesota. We may catch a few of those after dark tonight. So I don't think it's going to obviously affect the uh, evening commute. That's a good thing. Sunny but cold tomorrow, 20 for the high. 32, though, on Saturday. Some light snow or flurries in the afternoon. And then Sunday becomes interesting. There's a chance of drizzle and freezing drizzle, then becoming snow by Sunday night. And all snow Monday as well. Could be some significant snow across southern Minnesota, and that could include us here in the Twin Cities. Looks like a pretty good chance for that. Continues into Tuesday as well, but colder as we head through the weekend. 22 Monday, 17 on Tuesday, and then 14 for the high by Wednesday. Right now, it's 35. Joe and I have the records for the day. Feb 15. Has been as warm as 63. Now you're talking. Yep. 63. In 1921. 1921. 25 below zero. 25 below. In 1875. In 1875. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Rook, what about that Carlin thing? I meant to ask you. Did you ever find the part I wanted? Uh, yeah, it's all set. Let me pull it up. No, here. no, no, no. No, we'll do it some other time. Oh, but it's But, set but and remind ready. me. Okay. Two points before I close with something uplifting. Yesterday was the straw that broke the camel's back in this sense. Because I now believe that the the foundation is gone. Mm -hmm. This this could happen anywhere. I don't care who you are, where you live, private or public school, grade school or high school, this will happen anywhere. Okay. Which would really compound my anger if something happened to a kid of mine. Yeah. I, I wouldn't know. Because what I would know is that I would have lost a kid because of that absence of that foundation. It would it would just, I don't know what I would do. Right. And then uh, be careful how you follow this story. Now, for example, the white supremacist angle is being peddled hard. Well, I just looked at a photo of 12 of the wonderful little kids we lost. Uh, there's no, there's not a black kid in there. So if he's a white supremacist, he's really a lousy one. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I'm not, not willing to buy that. Don't buy that I'm not BS. willing to buy that. If you filter this through the prism of 
we're in big trouble because of we've let things slide. Right. Then you'll understand the story better. You want to close on an uplifting note? Yeah. I offer this story uh, for that kid who, that guy who got hit uh, leaving Cooper's Market on 7th Street, the bagger. Yeah. Because I was in the industry. <laughs> you so were was in I. The... I was for Emil Fay. I, I pinched it for him when he broke his ankle. Makokita, Iowa. Makokita, Iowa. Well, M A Q U O K. Q U O K E T A E T A Makokita Makokita yeah good enough I, once again Iowa is home to the best grocery bagger in the nation oh. the victory comes after competing at the National Grocery Association's best bagger competition <laughs> in Las Vegas okay Trevor DeForest 35 of Makokita won the national title on Feb 12 my, I'm, you see what I'm doing here? I'm doffing my Oh, cap. yeah. that's pro- This is what this guy at Cooper's probably as- wanted to aspire to. DeForest raced against other state champs from across the country to bag identical grocery orders of approximately 35 commonly purchased items into three reusable grocery bags. How precious that they were reusable. <gasps> Competitors were scored on speed, weight distribution among bags, and proper item arrangement. In other words, this guy wasn't putting the milk on top of the bread. And the eggs on the bottom. Yeah. It is the seventh time someone from the state of Iowa has won the competition. Well, they got a little uh, boy. They know they're bagging in Iowa, don't they, Mrs. Havercamp? Here you go. The last time Iowa's Iowa was home to the champ was in 2000. DeForest has close to 21 years of bagging experience. I wonder how many grocery stores they have. And works as an assistant manager at the Fairway in Makwakita, where his duties still include bagging groceries. That's not beneath him, is it? No. This I was is a pride in his work. I was 14. I got hired by my dad, who was the manager at the store at the time, says DeForest. Uh, at Makwokita's Fairway, he's a supermarket standout. Uh-huh. I've never been home with cracked eggs or smashed bread. That's the important part, says one of DeForest's regular customers. <laughs> DeForest has an associate degree from the Des Moines Area Community College and began working at the Fairway in Osceola, at the age of 14, is a part-time bagger and stocker. Mm. The bagging champion also received a check for ten grand. Whoa! Uh-huh. You know what he has? Ten grand. Pride. Pride. Yeah, he he's, he's going to do it right. Isn't and that, you know what he is, You know though? what that is? Fantastic. Yeah, but I want to... I'm going to bring you down a little bit. No, though. don't. Yeah, just just. I, a hair. I'm in the industry. No, I was in no, the industry. I know, just a hair or two. You were in the industry. I was, and I was, and, I, and I, because I was in the industry, and you were as well. I'm surprised you don't know what I'm about to say. This guy, every time there's a new trainee, yeah, you know, he's laying it on thick. He just, you know, you know, uh, I was uh, 2018 champion no, here, no, and no, uh, he's, you're he's, putting the milk in here wrong. No, you know? so he's, he's probably real. a big pain in the butt no, sometimes. I when bet he, calls, he isn't. Plays that card. I bet he's the real deal. I bet he's the real deal. Do we have an update from our guy at Cooper that works at Cooper's on 7th? No, I meant to tell you to get one, but then I thought, how would you? Let's uh, keep an eye on it. We'll the find pa- out. The papers hasn't been updating us. Uh, we're speaking about, what, a 45-year-old guy with Down syndrome? Yeah. He's bagging groceries at Cooper on 7th. and uh, and well, Just what you're saying. Well, wow. What just happened? Full circle. Full. I mean, this is your... There's a... A lack of a lack um, of moral, moral ethical, ethic. and God fearing clarity. Somebody hit this guy and didn't stop. And now uh, everyone 
can find examples of this in their own lives, including the family of the uh, of the bagger at Cooper's. But now we want to find out how we can get this guy back to work because he wants to get back to work. So I hope we find the dummy that did this, but let's hope that this guy has got uh, you know insurance enough to cover everything and get him back to work because that's probably all he wants to do is get back to work. National bagging champion. Yeah, he's next. Even this song has something to do with the, the you know your, your environment. Hey, Mr. Wendell, here's a here's a buck. Hey, emailer Stewart says not even close. It's Makokita, Iowa. Makokita, Iowa. Pretty, pretty Why am I hearing a phone? Why do I, I hear know. a phone? Can I just read one letter to the editor real okay. quickly? You got it. Today's Star Tribune. Uh, sign. Signs of the Times is the headline. A billboard above the soccer stadium being built in the Midway at University and Snelling Avenues in St. Paul. Uh, The billboard says, one in five kids faces hunger. And then the last line, priorities, question mark, Sharon Fortinac, St. Paul. Will somebody tell this woman that these are, this comes up every time. Do-gooders go crazy when something gets built. Right. Because they think instead people should be fed. Of course people should be fed. They're two unrelated phenomena. They have nothing to do with each other. How many union guys are working on that stadium that are feeding their families? They have nothing to do with stadium. each other, lady. If the stadium wasn't being built, there would still be, unfortunately, hungry children. Right. It has not. They have nothing to do with each other. Come on, sister. So, so to write yeah. that letter, she has to think that someone was going to take $15 million and donate it to a food shelf. Nope. That's not the way it works. Uh, that was not going to happen. Uh, nope, I can tell you that right now. Yeah. Can I turn on the golf now here in the TCL broadcast yes, studios? You may. You're broadcasting live from the broadcast studios. TCL broadcast yes. studios. Okay. I, I need I need golf to come down. I just need uh, uh well, I, think- I don't like that awareness, man. That awareness is none of us are immune from this. Nobody. I got a text from a woman who said she contacted her daughter's grade school today and asked them if they had an active shooter protocol. A grade school in St. Paul. It, no one is safe. If you huh. believe, as I happen to, that the moral, ethical, and God-fearing uh, qualities have uh, clarities have left this culture, and unfortunately, they have. Fifteen hundred huh. ESPN. All right, that note. Uh, let's go. What do we got going on in sports? St. Paul, Minneapolis. Patrick. I'm turning on the golf here on my TCL TV. Flip the switch. 